I guess here we go. Uh, episode 11 now. What's up, Joe? How you been? Not much, really. As we mentioned previously, I just finished a nice uh, like run that did not go out well, because I did not hydrate whatsoever. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we're up and coming. I always hydrate too and get like sides whenever I Oh, shoot. How's basketball? As I, um, I, was, I was grinding out that basketball at the rec center yesterday. Uh, it was pretty, pretty dope. It just got open, so uh, maybe it'll be closed again because my county is starting to get a few new, few new COVID cases. So Gosh. sadly, it might close again, but we'll see. I'm gonna have to try to get some of the boys together to go, go play some b-ball before, before it closes again, if that is what indeed happens. But hopefully, it doesn't. I feel like they're definitely not gonna like reclose it after they open it. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. Unless we like end up going back into like yellow or something. I don't even know if we are in green. I know Beaver County just went green today, so um, I didn't do anything specifically, but my mom went and like ate breakfast with a friend at a local restaurant that just reopened, so that was yeah. cool. Well, that's that's nice to be able to get back out again, but mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do anything yet, but I'll, I'll probably go out to eat with the boys soon. We'll see. Whenever I get my license, it's mm-hmm. just like, I think coming up now, like in less than a week, I'll get it, so if I pass, mm-hmm. assuming I pass, we'll see, but um. That would be nice, but we actually do. We have some news for this episode, I guess. It's been a kind of eventful weekend. Um, the main thing, I believe, was just uh, reported today with our guy in Taylor, obviously. Uh, sentenced to two years of probation as with his weird case of, like, the moving truck guys that he was, like, I think he punched one of them, maybe. I don't actually remember all the details with that. So they got like, a bag of male genitalia at him. Or something. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> I remember seeing a video of it. It was like, oh, if you get off my lawn, you're just mad because you have the cars that I do. You can't drive this Bentley yeah. or whatever. all on IG Live, too. It was yeah. like, and, like his son was chilling there, one of his sons. So. I don't know, that was interesting. But two years probation, he has to have a psychological evaluation and a 13-week anger management course. <laughs> <laughs> but he will be able to travel nationwide for work. So if an NFL t- team did decide to sign him, he would be eligible to play. Um, like you said before, you saw that Twitter thing about like 4X incoming or something like that. Uh, could be hinted to his fourth team. Uh, maybe he's maybe he's in talks with the team. Maybe Baltimore would be the team that immediately comes to mind. I heard As, some uh, big room uh, in Seahawks. I don't know if yeah. that really came to fruition. I did see a little. Uh, yeah. I did see some some reports about Seattle too. Saw Russell Wilson wanted him, but wow. we'll see where that turns out. But um, with the Seahawks, we've got Colin Kaepernick. Teams were calling at least one team, an undisclosed, uh, called the Seahawks about um, um, some kind of like workout or something that they did with Colin Kaepernick in 2017. Yeah, and I guess some team called them to. I don't know, ask if he was, how he was doing, was he, was he doing good, or, uh, <laughs> ask him, you know, was he doing good, how he, how's the, is he, is he a capable NFL quarterback currently, don't know, um, no. Seattle knows, I guess, <laughs> if he was in 2017, but an undisclosed team called them about that, that's kind of good, it'd be nice to see him back in the league, you know, I don't, I, you don't, we've made a vow to not exactly get into all, like, the social the justice, ball. political sides of sports in the podcast, but, you know, whether or not you, you care about the political side, whether or not you dance for it, I'm not going to state whether we do or not. I don't know whether Joe does, honestly. But When he was good, he was fun to watch. And that's, mm-hmm. as a sport, I can say, when it comes to, like, 
my unpolitical opinion. So as I'm with you, if he if he got a chance again, I wouldn't really be too crazy mad. I'm kind of over it at this point. <laughs> um, you know, we're not going to give up our, our opinions on the subject, but yeah. I, I mean, NFL fans, they want Colin Kaepernick back. If you're, you know, if you remember seeing Colin Kaepernick play back in the day, if you, if you were, if you were a Colin Kaepernick guy, remembers watching him, he's a fun guy to watch. He's not going to be a starter. He'll come back and be a backup. And I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, um, he could be back. We'll see. We'll see how, where that goes. Um, yeah. How's Garrett? Miles Garrett is in contract negotiations now with Cleveland. They are starting. Obviously, he is probably their best player. I think we can safely say um, top five defensive end in the league. Maybe top two, top three, <laughs> top one. I don't. I'm not gonna. I haven't made. We'll wait for the defensive end rankings. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see when it comes around. We'll wait till the defensive <laughs> end rankings to to rank stuff like that. But um, he's up there. You gotta say so. One of the and I can. Uh... I can admit he's we can admit as much as we may not like him, we can admit he is an amazing player. Um, you know, and he will most likely get compensated as such. So that he'll be maybe the one piece Cleveland really has to build around for the future that they can count on to be there for a long time. So well, him and Nick Chubb, I guess. So yeah, Miles Garrett was always he was always kind of a confusing guy. Like he was, I remember like when he was picked first overall, I was like, that's kind of crazy. Like I, I think that the Browns really messed up that pick. And like I feel like he really like likes being in in Cleveland as a it's kind of weird weird enough I know he like enjoys the underdog vibes in a way you know and mm-hmm. there were those <laughs> remember that like Browns the Office like collaboration yeah. thing driven <laughs> off of Spurger and stuff I uh, think you know now like, he actually has like a good team around him we'll see how the the Browns turn out um, I think I have them at eight and eight if I remember correctly I, so I think I had him at nine and seven sneaking into the playoffs. So. I mean, yeah, I can see them in one more game. That's not a crazy thing. I think they might have sneaked into the playoffs at a <clears throat> excuse me at nine and seven. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So reportedly, as we heard reports before of Jadavion Clowney maybe going to Tennessee, um, reportedly the Titans are still interested and they're still monitoring Clowney in free agency. Um, whether or not that's going to go anywhere, I don't know. But we can say. Clowney's obviously a great player. He can be a great addition for the Titans, who who lost Jarrell Casey. Who Jarrell Casey was not happy with the Titans, as we heard earlier this week. He said that he did everything they wanted him to, and they threw him out like a piece of trash. Was was what he said, and I I can't necessarily disagree with him. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't watch. Can't like say I can't say I watched a lot of Titans games, but I I did watch the I think it was Week One matchup, the Browns versus the Titans. Where the the Titans absolutely dominated, and he was he was the unstoppable force that game. So if he, I'm sure he wasn't as crazy the whole year long. But I know he's a great player, and he'll be a great piece for that uh, Broncos defense and defensive player of the year, <laughs> Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I saw obviously I don't watch a lot of Titans games either. They're not a team that I they're not one of my favorite teams. I will say, but I I do know he's one of I was four. Three, four, five, or something like that. Defensive lineman, the two have made the Pro Bowl for five years in a row these past five years. So he's one of an elite group of people to have done that. So he's a great player. Um, Denver got a good one and for a cheap price. So that's always good. But Clowney, the Titans, we'll see about that. Great edge rusher. Um, be good for that defense. Great piece for them to pair with Kevin Byard at the safety position and Adoree Jackson in the corner, I believe. So. Oh, so, that'd be nice. What is it? So, do you remember if uh, Cam Hayward was also one of those five? He was not. Of- he was not. Okay. 
For some reason, like, I thought. I think he was like he, he's been the last like two or three, and he missed like one. I think he was like Pro Bowl, not Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, or something like that. Ah, uh, okay. So he was no, close. I, I know Aaron Donald. I'm not. I don't actually remember that. I know Calais Campbell was one. I don't. JJ Watt was not because of the injuries. Um, Khalil Mack might have won one. I don't remember. They might. I don't know if they counted him. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't remember all of them. Um, I could Fletcher Cox was one. Hunter Cox. Fletcher Cox and yeah. Geno Atkins. So that might have been all of them. But Cam Hayward are like probably the two most underrated defensive linemen in the NFL, in my opinion. <clears throat> Geno Atkins. Yeah, that's up there. I think Cam, Cam and Geno Atkins, like there's a real discussion we made there for which one's better. But mm-hmm. well, we'll get to that at a later date, I'm sure. <laughs> we, we will, we will. But the last piece of news we have is a little minor. Uh, Mitch Trubisky feels, quote-unquote, extremely motivated after the Bears traded for Nick Foles, and they're going to have an open quarterback competition, as they have expressed before. Um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of a lot of people, former players and, and media members, discussing both ways, of, but who knows who's going to win that. The odds say Nick Foles will probably – if I had to give my guess, I'd probably say Mitch Trubisky wins. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to give I don't know. We no one really knows. Um, but I saw one of their former players. I can't remember the name exactly. Talking about how it was like if you they the the owner says they believe in Mitch, but then they go out and decline his option and bring in Foles to have that quarterback competition. It's like if you really believed in Trubisky, you wouldn't have done all that. And I mean, I agree to an extent. I don't really think they believe in Trubisky to that extent. I think, but I do think they bring in Nick Foles. Might have been a little boost that he needs, maybe, to, yeah. to take that next step. And I, I don't think he deserves as much money as he would be getting on the fifth-year option. I think it's not atrocious. Like, it's not ludicrous to believe they still re-sign him, just not on that fifth-year first-round money deal. Um, mm-hmm. But who really knows? Trubisky has always seemed like a player. Like, he can turn around in a, in a heartbeat. I'm sure he's not too far gone. I think if, but what I always thought is that if you're going to, if you're going to bring in quarterback competition, like, bring in... I'm sure you could get Cam for a cheaper deal. Obviously, Cam is, like, would definitely win the job over Trubisky, and that's... Um, that might be the problem, though. I don't think they want Foles to be the starter. I think <laughs> they want Trubisky to start, and they want a guy that's going to come in and is pretty similar to Trubisky skill-wise, and they just want Trubisky to take the next step and say, like, I'm going to work as hard as I can to beat out Nick Foles when he gets in and realizes if I want to be good, this is what I have to do. Yeah. So this is the work I, I need to be putting in. So I definitely get it. But that's what I, I've heard that a lot of people that feel like you're absorbing such a massive cap hit for Foles because he, he obviously got that big deal from the Jaguars. Yeah. Here, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I might have made a move to maybe sign a guy like Jeff Flacco or Case Keen in the offseason, but who knows? Yeah, I, who knows? That's, I mean, if you get Foles, you know, Trubisky goes down halfway through the year. Yeah, I got that playoff spot locked up <laughs> just from prior history, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe you just throw Nick Foles in, in the playoffs because why not? Like the Broncos did their Super Bowl year one. <laughs> Brock Osweiler, Super Bowl, put Peyton back in. <laughs> Who knows? But, but if the Bears somehow miraculously made the Super Bowl, maybe maybe just throw Nick Foles in there. Cause yeah, not even take the risk. Why not? But um, we ranked this week or this episode – we're doing, starting the new series. We're going to rank our top 10 players by position. So we ranked quarterbacks this week. Our top 10, we ranked three honorable mentions a piece and a couple of players that we think could be in the top 10 potential next year. So for me, I'll start off 
with the honorable mention, the players that could be in it next year. My honorable mentions were our guy, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Wasn't an honorable mention for me. I see a look of sadness on Joe's face right now. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was a very tough cut from the top 10. Um, him and my number 10 guy were, were very close. Jimmy G was a tough cut, and Philip Rivers was my third honorable mention. Um, my, my guys, I, didn't, he, I think probably Joe ranked two. Um, my guys that I think in the top 10 next year, I'm just going to go off a lot. I think Kyler Murray will be in the top five next year, is my prediction. I think Daniel Jones, I think maybe a Drew Locke, I think Tua, I think Burrow. We don't know. Maybe Justin Herbert, miraculously. I, I doubt that one, but who knows? Um, you never know. Um, but those are those are my honorable mentions and who I think could be in it next year. My honorable mentions are Thomas Brady. That's uh, I know that's that's a hard one for many people. I'd probably like if I if this was like top fifteen, I'd probably have him at eleven. I think he just missed the cut, in my opinion. Um, I know it's it's hard to to put someone that's been so good for so long so low, but. I don't. I don't know. Well, that's. What I just. I made this list, and that's where I put him, because I. I didn't think of anyone that I'd rather have Tom Brady over in the list above. Um, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, and I also put Cam Newton. I. I didn't really put him on the list because I didn't know if he was going to be on a team or not. Um, I think he's. I'd probably have Cam over like four or five of the people in my top ten list, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I. I didn't put Cam just because of like a technicality. I didn't know if we were going to count free agents, which, I mean, he's the only free agent quarterback that would even be close, obviously. But, um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's always Luke Falk. I think he's a free agent. <laughs> you got Maybe. a yeah. couple of floaters out there. Yeah, and my, my list of, of future players are Nathan, wait, for Nathan Peterman. Oh, shoot. Darn it. Yeah, I, I got to write that down. He could have been Nathan in like top three. Yeah, geez. I know. I, I was always, I remember uh, seeing a, an article that, like, that he was, like, really good, that he did really good in practice on the Raiders, but then he got injured, so. Yeah, I did see that, actually. It was, like, John Gruden says Nathan Peterman's starting to grow on him. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously, so we got to gotta rep. But, yeah, my, my future players are pretty much the same as, as his. I think I had Drew Locke as, like, someone that I really think, I have a, a lot of faith in Drew Locke. I don't think I um, put any rookies I don't think any rookies will be top 10 next year, like, just right away. But yeah. I could definitely, like, or even Joe Burrow, maybe, you know, showing enough flashes that I put them in the top 10. Um, I, feel you. I, feel I think you. Daniel Jones is going to have a pretty good year, but a lackluster record. So I don't know if, I, like, if you count mm-hmm. that much, who knows. Or even, like, I didn't write down this, but, like, maybe even Baker Mayfield, if he can, like, really get stuff going. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a hard, that was a hard pass for me when I was, thinking about like future players or even honorable mentions yeah yeah i feel you but quick disclaimer last episode i did say that kirk cousins would probably make my top 10 and i'm here to tell you he did not make my top 10 he did not make my honorable mentions i i overestimated him he's a good quarterback it's not that good sorry for all of you loyal kirk cousins vikings fans out there that they're gonna be mad at me but he did not make the top 10 so we're going to alternate. I'll give my opinion. Joe will give his. We're going to go from 10 to 1 and just have a little discussion. So my number 10 is someone that Joe had in his honorable mention. Matty Ice, Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons is my number 10 quarterback. Um, just like two years ago, he would have been maybe like six or seven. Uh, he was obviously an MVP. I don't remember two or three years ago, something like that. This team success, he's been putting up the stats. He's 
I believe, top 10 all-time in passing yards now. He puts up the stats every season, but these past couple seasons, I believe they were, if I'm not mistaken, um, lackluster record, lackluster performance as a team. Obviously, for most positions, you wouldn't really include team success into your, like, how good a player is, but when you're a quarterback, um, I definitely factor in team success a little bit more. And every other player, every player that I have on, on this list is has at least a good amount of team success historically. Matt Ryan probably is the worst of the team success more recently, but obviously I still think he's a great player, great arm, puts up the numbers. It's just team success is the thing kind of weighing him down for me. That's, that's an interesting one there. It was hard for me not to put Matt Ryan. I'm a pretty big Matt Ryan guy. Like I always thought he seemed to always seem like Andrew Luck. You know, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. The always stats were pretty good. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck had a better like win rate, probably. I don't know. Matt Ryan and like I mean and like Matthew Stafford always seem like pretty similar players to me. I do have Matt Stafford in my top ten. Um, Ooh, that's interesting. But uh, yeah, I don't, <clears throat> I don't uh, think Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan just seems like a little bit off. I don't know. That Maybe means for me, there's somebody on my list that didn't even make your honorable mention, which is interesting. Really? Yeah, I, I believe so, because I think you had two honorable mentions that made my list. Yeah, I know there was. And if you have another guy that's not one of those guys. So I, so I, had, I had someone, if I'm, unless I'm tripping around, someone on my list did not even make your honorable mentions. But I have a feeling that I can sniff out who it is, and it's probably my number nine guy who we'll get to pretty soon. Well, either, either way, my number 10 is actually Jimmy Garoppolo, one of Mr. Talpas's honorable mentions. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, the thing that stuck out to me was that... Um, Obviously, he does have a great—he had a great starting cast, and he doesn't have to throw the ball a ton. And he was one missed pass away from a Super Bowl win. That's kind of gonna—I feel that's probably gonna scar him. But one thing that really showed me that he has, I have like a lot of faith in him um, is that I know there were years back there were reports of Bill Belichick actually wanting to trade Brady instead of Garoppolo. Obviously, that everything got shifted around there in like last-minute trade discussions or whatever. I, th- I think Garoppolo is. There's more to Garoppolo that meets the eye. I think he's a very like the best game manager in the NFL, <laughs> and that like nowadays a game manager is not a bad thing. He's smart. He doesn't throw a lot of dis- things. He's pretty accurate. He doesn't have the strongest arm. It might not be the most accurate down the field, but I think he's going to be a winner and going to prove that in the next four to five years. You know that he, if he makes a bunch of straight playoff runs with a great defense and you know a great surrounding cast, I don't think that's you have to give him some respect, even though he has great players around him. So that's why I put him at 10. I, I agree. Jimmy Garoppolo was the toughest of cuts that I had to make here. I think Matt Ryan and him could easily be switched. Um, I really like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm with you. I think he's a very, very underrated player just because he doesn't get have to throw the ball that much. And that's not a bad thing. That he has to, and, you know, when it comes to Bill Belichick wanting him, he's, he is a winner. He is thus far has... I believe the highest winning percent quarterback in the league. So, um, obviously, he's a he's a great player. Um, that the you built Belichick wanting to keep Garoppolo over Brady is kind of what soured the Brady relationship and and began all the talks of the dynasty ending, which eventually we see it has currently uh, this off season. But my number nine guy is who I'm thinking probably did not make your top ten or honorable mentions, and it is. Dak Prescott. So that he is my number nine quarterback. Dak, Dak attack. Um, when you look at him, you see immediately comes to mind these contract discussions. Um, obviously he's asking for too much money. We can all agree with that. Jerry Jones agrees with that. Dak Prescott's agent agrees that he he wants too much money, but if he can get it done, then 
why not? If it's a crazy, it's a crazy pipe dream to get forty-five million dollars. But if that's if he can do it, props to him and his agent, I guess. Um, Doc Prescott's my name. He puts up very good stats, and he honestly, he's a very tough quarterback. He's a tough guy. He's a winner. As much as I don't like the Cowboys, and most people don't, he's a winning player. Um, he win, he wins games statistically. He's one of the, I believe he is the most accurate downfield passer. Um, he's a great deep author. He's a tough kid. He's a great guy. He's a winner. Everything you can really ask for in a quarterback, in my opinion, and he is my number nine. So, yeah, when I was making this list, I played a little game of Dis or Dak. <laughs> and, no, yeah, yeah, he didn't even make my honorable mentions. That was a good sniff out by you, I suppose. Props to Colton for that. But, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't like Dak. I think he's the most overrated player in the NFL. But, obviously, our, our opinions differ a little bit there. But mm-hmm. I guess we can talk about that at the end if we so wish. My nine is actually someone from the same division, Carson Wentz. Although he has had some immense uh, issues staying in the field, I think he's he's a great player. He can escape the pocket. He's accurate down the field. Um, if there was like a quarterback I want on my team, I'd probably put him. Like a lot of players that are up higher on my list are are a little bit older. Actually, quite a bit older. I have some older players some more veteran players that I tend to like more. I probably have once over over a lot of them, except maybe like one, two, and three, and four probably, you know, even though he's a nine. <clears throat> I like Carson once a lot. If it just was, his health issues really bring him down a lot. And, you know, he's, I think he's a great leader. He's a winner for sure. I love I, Carson Wentz. I'm with you. Um, and I'm going to say he's a lot higher on he is okay. He is a great player. I love Carson Wentz, but obviously I'll be talking about him whenever he comes off of my list. So my number eight is what about TB12 Tampa Brady? Tom Brady, my number eight player, number eight quarterback. I think I think he might skyrocket into five, six, seven range next season, playing with such great talent around him and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Gronk, OJ Howard. Um, he's got a very talented team. I think he'll, he'll be a lot better this season. I think he's very underrated, especially when it comes to the deep ball. People seem to discount him and his his arm and just his overall talent because he's had to throw so many checkdowns recently. But who does he have to throw deep to on the Patriots? So uh, I think he's a guy that's going to have tremendous success this season. He's my number eight player right now, but I think he'll boost on next season. Yeah, yeah. I had Brady quite a bit lower, <laughs> per se. I had him on the honorable mentions, obviously. Um, but... I, I see your I see your points there, and I think I don't think he's regrets a ton, but I think he's going to look like a lot better player than he really is on the, on the Buccaneers team around him. I don't know, maybe he'll prove me wrong as he commonly has in the past, um, beating us in the playoffs and making me very sad. But we'll see. You know, I think the one game to me that makes Brady really have him out of my list was when we played him like two years ago, and you know. Like, when we beat them, obviously. Yeah. And Hayden, like, had that winning interception and everything. Like, that's, that's that game is, like, what showed me. If you have a lot of good players around him, if you have a good defense, you, he's not going to do really well. I mean, as most quarterbacks are. I mean, I guess that's – that. I didn't say that very well. Yeah. If you play good defense, any quarterback – or most quarterbacks are going to have a hard time. <laughs> Sorry, I just dropped my phone. Um, but, but I think that showed him, you know – when he's pressure, when you get pressure on Brady, that's always been the motto. When you get pressure on Brady, everything tends to fall apart. So we talked about that too much. But my, we're on eight, right? Yes. Eight is actually Matthew Stafford. So it's interesting because that is a guy that did not make my list or on. 
Uh, he didn't. I thought it'd be higher. I, I think he's like one of the most talented players in the NFL. Obviously, the stats are always there. The winning isn't there. I think he's going to have a good year. He played. He was played really good with minimal talent around him. Um, before he like broke his back or whatever, you know. I yeah. can't remember. I don't think they made any moves for the offensive line, or if they did, it was like you know, so many offensive line were, were drafted. They didn't draft one first round, and other than that, draft- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they might have drafted one in like second or third round. Obviously, it was a great, it was a deep offensive line round. Um, I think Jeff Okuda is going to be just as good as Darius Slay, so I don't think they lost really anything on the defense there. Um, I didn't like make a wait. I'm not just talking about the lines. I don't, I don't really care about the defense. I'm talking about <laughs> Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I think he's a great player, though. I think the talent's always been there. Now there's DeAndre Swift, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, if, if Danny, you know, Danny Amendola, I think he's still there. Mm, I think he's all day. Yeah, Kenny Dolly day. I think he's gonna be really good. He's turned into quite the player, and I think he's still he's still young and developing. So I think. I think Matthew Stafford's going to have a big year, and I think, the, you know, the fact that he's had such good stats with, like, not really a ton of weapons around him. I think he was a rookie when he had Megatron. Uh, then, obviously, he re- he retired early, so it just never seemed like players around him. The team success isn't really there, but I think he's he could be a lot. If this was just based on talent-wise, I'd probably have him two. I'd probably have him two or three, but uh, obviously, we're going to best on how these lists really work, so I think we I'm not really sure how we did this list, but <laughs> Matthew's. Yeah, I like Stafford. Um, he's another guy that fell victim to my thing of his team has never been good. And I don't blame that on Matt Stafford at all, as I've expressed previously. But obviously the injury this year hurt him. Um, he was having a good year, one of his best seasons to date, maybe his best season to date if he would have finished the whole the whole season. Um, I like the direction they're going. I think they can be a lot better now. And I think when that defense improves and you start seeing Detroit get a little better of a record is when you'll start to see Matthew Stafford's name getting a little bit more respected. Um, I do love the DeAndre Swift thing. In my opinion, he was the best running back in this draft class. And he has good receivers around him. Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. He's got TJ Hawkinson, our guy, Jesse James. He's got three good running backs. And the offense is, is good. The line is not anything to, to marvel at, I'm sure. But... Um, I like Stafford. He did not make my, my top 10. He was maybe the first man left out of my honorable mentions. Um, close to him and Rivers are very similar. But yeah. my number seven is someone that I know you have a lot higher. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers is my number seven quarterback in Green Bay. Um, he's still talented, obviously. One of the most talented quarterbacks this league has ever seen. I like some of the weapons he has. Obviously, he has uh, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams on that team. He doesn't have a tight end anymore, really, that that's that amazing an offensive threat. Their their number two and three receivers are nothing amazing. And and uh, Devin Funchess and Marquez Valdez Scantling. They they didn't do that much to help him in the draft. I'm not gonna lie. The thing holding him back for me is um, the throwaways. He's not really a guy that's willing to take risks, as I've seen been being pointed out by many many people. Because from what I've been hearing, he's one of the, the top leaders in NFL history in touchdown to interception ratio and things like that. That's the one thing that he has generationally against all of those other guys is that. So it's, it's something that he's kind of trying to protect, as I've seen a lot of people say. He's not taking risks. He's not really throwing the deep ball like he used to. He's 
He has led, he has led the league in throwaways for the past two seasons. His just risk taking has gone has gone down. His deep ball passing has gone down. He's not doing it as often. You see a lot more slant routes, which is why you see a guy like Devontae Adams maybe not putting up the stats that he should. But um, I'm he's in my number seven. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's a. Uh, I have some different reasoning. Yeah, obviously, like you said, I did put him quite a bit higher. But this is the my probably my first or second favorite player. Uh, in the Steelers history, Ben Roethlisberger coming in at number seven. I know it's hard for me to put him higher. I, when I made the original list, I actually had him at five. But I, um, after some thought, I reworked it. And it's hard to say much after his injury. Uh, I think the wide receiver core around him is quite a bit better. Obviously, Deontay Johnson is someone that a lot of people are saying is going to break out. There's still Juju, who's going who's gonna to get better. Like, he can't get worse from this point, honestly. Big Ben, as an addition. James Washington is still uh, a great, you know, a great guy. I like James Washington. His surrounding cast is pretty good. That's a main thing to me. Big Ben, I know they were. it was said that he uh, he'd been, he was playing with pain pretty much the whole year long. And that's a, that's a big deal to me, that he's going to be healthy. He's going to be fresh. He looks in shape. His uh, chrono beard is off. And... You know, he looks like a young man. I know I heard somewhere that he's, like, the lowest weight he's been since he was, like, five years into the league. And obviously, he's gotten quite a bit larger. And I, I know he said his muscle mass has been increased and stuff. I'm a big believer in Big Ben. Um, so I that's why I put him a lot higher than you did. Obviously, you had him as an honorable mention. But call it bias. Call it whatever you want. I'm a, a great believer in Big Ben. And <clears throat> that's all I had to say on that pretty much. So I, I had Ben in my honorable mentions. Um, I think it's going to be tough for him to come in and, and put up numbers after the injury, like some of these guys who have a lot more weapons than he does and are a little bit more talented. Not, no disrespect, but um, Big Ben is a guy that you know might be able to jump into the top 10. The interceptions are something that we'll see if he'll be able to corral those a little bit. I obviously love Big Ben, but you know we'll see how that's able to happen. Moving on to my number six, as someone you already mentioned, is Carson Wentz. He's my number six quarterback. Um I think, like you said, he's someone that's very underrated. He's super talented. And for me, obviously, he's a great thrower. just a very natural thrower of the football. But for me, the main thing that really makes me, that like really puts some cements him up there for me is the leadership we've seen. When you look at what Carson Wentz was able to do that last season with someone, like with the receivers he was playing with. Because when you look at it, um, Deshaun Jackson was out the entire season. He played half of one game. Um, Alshon Jeffrey had a lot of injuries here and there. He was like he was just playing with. There were games where his like leading receivers were J.J. Arcega Whiteside and Nelson Stonehands Aguilar. They had to go sign, resign Jordan Matthews from a few years back to play a few games for them. That it was not good at receiver. All obviously they've addressed that at during the offseason, which is one reason that I really love. I love the Eagles being proactive and being able to go out there and and get the guys to help their guy Carson Wentz. But that's just the leadership cements him up there. For me. He's, a, he's an absolutely great person, just from everything I've seen and all the – anything I've seen about – I've never seen a negative report about Carson Wentz. He is just stellar guy. His leadership is off the charts and uber talented. So that's why I have him. Yeah, I could have easily put Carson Wentz a lot higher. I like him. Like you said, he, he's like he, – yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a great leader. Um, super – yeah, like you said, super talented. He has – yeah, he had a, he's had a – a lot of injuries to a surrounding cast in the past couple of years and such, but you know, he's proved that he can, 
that that he can win. And like, yeah, like I said, I could easily put him a lot higher. To be honest, I honestly thought he wasn't even on your list at all when you didn't put him in your honorable mentions, um, which I was kind of surprised. But I'm happy to hear that you put him high. Uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in Carson Wentz as well and the Eagles this year. I think they're a lot better than people give them credit. And having that number one cornerback in Darius Slay is going to prove to be very, very helpful. Um, so my number six spot is actually Drew Brees. I'm sure you have him quite a bit higher. Maybe not quite a bit, but I'm sure you have him. I mean, you obviously have him higher. Um, I, a lot of people think that you could have put Drew Brees higher. I'm, I mean, I could have. I'm sure a lot of people think that right now. Drew Brees is, is a good player, and I think he's 40 now. Uh, I feel like he's very old. Um, he saw Michael Thomas. His arm isn't the strongest. He's still very smart. Um, he's kind of like the Tom Brady like two years ago. To me, like I wouldn't have put Tom Brady in into the top five, and I didn't put Breeze in the top five. Um, yeah, he has he's a lot. He has Emmanuel Sanders now. He has Jared Cook. He still has a great running. I mean, uh, a great offensive line. Two good uh, running backs with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. Um, so his surrounding cast, he has all the ch- checks all the marks there. I think it's just this is to me it's just arm strength. He's a, he's always accurate, but he can't really push the ball super far down the field, and that's just kind of like a like what you're saying about Rodgers. You know, the stats of Michael Thomas's are so good, so many catches, so much uh, so much yards, but he just catches the ball like five yards out every single play. So <laughs> it's not like Breeze is like obviously very good, and he's had a great career, but it's coming to an end sooner sooner than later, and I think. You kind of have to. I'm making a hard decision now and putting him a little bit lower than obviously than you did. <laughs> so, when it comes to Drew Brees, I had him higher, but not much higher because he is my number five quarterback coming mm-hmm. up right here. Um, like you said, the supporting cast is a great thing for for him. He obviously has one of the greatest supporting casts in this league um, with you know two good running backs, two good receivers, a good tight end, a great offensive line. He's really got it all. The defense is is very good as well. He is probably the most accurate passer in NFL history. If I if I had to crown one, obviously the most passing yards in NFL history, the most passing touchdown, uh, highest completion percentage in the game. I know I don't know about seasons and career and things like that, but such an accurate throw of the football. He's a guy that doesn't need to rely on that athleticism. I think if you put Tom Brady in that scenario, you could probably see him jump into the top five. I love Drew Brees as a player. He's a great person as well. Obviously, we know of the charity work he's been able to do. So he's he's a great person great player on the field he's in such a great position and i think he's the perfect the perfect quarterback for a guy like michael thomas um so i i have him at number five Mm -hmm. so uh you were lagging that a little bit there so i didn't really catch everything you said i'm pretty sure you said that he was a a good leader and obviously that's that's important to me he gets the team hyped so (laughs) that's that's always good but um my number five is deshaun watson i like deshaun watson he's a in my opinion, he's probably a generational talent. Uh, he's a great playmaker. Gets out of the pocket well. You know, can throw the ball down the field. He's a he's pretty much Russell Wilson, but younger and a little bit less experienced. A little bit of less of a winner. I think he's he's a good bit taller. I know Russell Wilson's short, so yeah. he has he's all the his supporting cast has gotten a lot worse. DeAndre Hopkins is obviously gone. Um, he's got a little bit of a better running back in, in David Johnson, but not insanely better <laughs> um, his his day will come for greatness even if he's not in the texans i think he'll be in the texans i'll probably sign a big contract but uh, he's a great guy and i don't know about his leadership abilities i can assume it's they're pretty good um yeah i, I like to no he's he's a he's a good he's a great athlete i think he's 
got sustainable athleticism like Russell Wilson. I don't think like Lamar Jackson, I think he's a little bit too heavy handed when it comes to running the ball and stuff. We'll see how that turns out in the future, but I think he'll be great. He'll be better for longer than, than Lamar. I can, I can see that. So once again, you put Deshaun at five. He's not much higher for me as he is more quarterback. Maybe we'll continue this trend. Maybe next time we'll, we'll find out. He's my number four. I think we probably will continue this trend next time. Uh, but actually, maybe, I don't know. But I think I'm not going to spread it, I think. But, uh, but um, he's my number four. Like you said, tremendous athleticism. Behind Russell Wilson, he's probably the best player in this league at extending the plays when it gets down to the nitty-gritty and you got to make a play. Uh, Deshaun Watson is a guy. Well, like, he's, he's extremely, extremely mobile. Um, he's a great, a- accurate passer. I don't know much about his leadership qualities, but I, I can assume he's a good leader. He was a guy that was kind of highly slept on coming out of Clemson in college in that 2017 draft. Um, you know, he was considered a big risk prospect. Texans took that risk, and he's one of the best quarterbacks. And I agree with you. I think it'll. I could definitely see him having a longer career longevity than a guy like, say, Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to speculate whether he will or not, but I can say he will have a great long career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, at four, I have Aaron Rodgers. I know I have Aaron Rodgers lower. Um, this is a spur-of-the-moment thing. I actually had him at three, but I changed my mind because three is obviously very high. Um, I took your your response to having him. I think he was sixth for you. Is that correct? He was seventh. I had one success. Uh, so he was even lower. I th- yeah, I take that into effect. I'm not, I think he's a little bit better than uh, than you give him credit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I, I see your point with the throwaways and the um, – the like not th- being as risky as it used to be. I think his I think his like talent hasn't diminished. I think it's just the play calling mm-hmm. when it comes to a new coach and a little bit a little bit different. Hopefully, um, Matt Lafleur Lafleur will give him a little bit more rain when it comes to throwing the ball down the field. Devonta Adams is turned like a real stud. He's oh yeah, he's a great wide receiver. He's got a, a pretty good supporting cast, lacking a tight end and wide receiver definitely. But Aaron Jones is very good. Um, you know, tight end. I don't even know who their tight end is, but they haven't had a. They haven't like surrounded him with much in recent years. So who knows? Maybe I mean, maybe it's a little bit high. Maybe maybe he won't play super good for Jordan Love because he's uh bitter. But I don't think that's something he'd do. I know there's there's been questions about his his leadership abilities and stuff, but I think that's a little bit over the, over the top. We'll see then. Well, we'll see. I. You know, he's obviously, I'm sure, he's a good leader to this extent. He's had a little riff with the head coaches at times. He's not the most coachable of guys, but he's an extremely talented quarterback. I cannot take that away from him. So at my number three spot, I think that our top threes will probably be the same. The three spot, I have Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, the reigning MVP of this league. He obviously had one of the greatest quarterback seasons we've ever seen, probably the greatest when it comes to rushing. Um, they had great team success, 14-2. Um, there's not much I can say about Lamar. I give him the number three spot. It's about longevity. It's, you know, it's going to be tough to keep up the style of, of play that he has, you know, kind of like a Michael Vick style. And you could, that style could result in some, in some major career injuries like you've seen with a guy like Michael Vick. I'm not going to speculate and say, I think Lamar Jackson is going to get hurt because that would be, be outrageous to speculate something like that. But, um, obviously he's a good player. I think he rushes a little bit too much to be considered like a top-tier quarterback when you look at the passing stats. Obviously, he's not a slouch when it comes to, to passing the ball. I just think 
when you combine the mobility aspect with the passing aspect, I just have a little bit lower than the next two guys up. Yeah, I uh, I agree with most of that. Like I said, I think Deshaun Watson is going to like take over that spot as like the as Russell Wilson ages. I think yeah, I think um, Deshaun Watson is going to take over as that playmaking quarterback. I said, I know you said you compared Lamar to Michael Vick. I compare Lamar to a little bit more like RG three, like RG like. Russell Wilson is super elusive, and like Michael Vick seemed to be super elusive, but you know Lamar just has that straight line speed. We'll see how stuff turns out. I mean, Lamar is very elusive. That was stupid. Obviously, he's got the moves. He got he can juke the socks out of anyone. He did that. T.J. Watt, poor guy. You know, I remember that. But like, uh, yeah, so you know what I mean. But it's the hits are gonna come no matter what. The you know the hits are gonna pile up. He'll, I think I think he's like more sustainable than someone like RG3 whose injuries like completely derailed his whole career. I'm not going to say that. I think he'll be top 10 for a long time just based on his athleticism. Um, I know you said he's no slouch. He's a very inefficient, he's a very efficient pass. Um, when it comes to throwing the ball though a lot, like when the Ravens threw the ball a lot, they did not win as much as when they just relied a lot on the rushing game. So you will know, we'll have to see how that all turns out and such, but um are we uh, so we're uh, this is number three right now, right? Yes, yes, okay. So, yeah, I had Lamar too. I guess I forgot to say that. <laughs> um, I guess I, yeah, I just said why I think Lamar is three and my my issue I'm putting him any higher than that. Yeah. So, yeah. well, my number two is Russell Wilson, obviously. Now, um, again, you look at what he's been able to do with, with such a terrible offensive line. Um, his receivers have not been bad, but obviously he's a guy that elevates receivers a lot higher than you would have expected them to be. I would never have in a million years expected Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf to be one of the top receiving duos in this league. Um, I think he's a guy that elevates players. He's a great leader, another great person. You look at what he's able to do when it comes to extending plays. He is the best in the league, undisputedly, when it comes to that department. He can just make something out of nothing. He's he's a guy that can seemingly make any throw in the book relatively accurately. So, um, great leader. I think the Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl, like I mentioned, along with the number three guy, Lamar's Baltimore Ravens, which you didn't agree. You did not have Baltimore in the Super Bowl, but you also had Seattle in the Super Bowl, which enough. So, um, I mean, that's my opinion on Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I also have Russell Wilson at number two. Um, I, yeah, like, he's extremely elusive. Like you said, he can make any throw on the run, you know, with relative ease. He doesn't have any trouble. Yeah, he's got a pretty good surrounding cast with uh, Chris Carson. DK Metcalf um, and D- and uh, Tyler Lockett are both have both blossomed into great receivers, and I'm excited to see what they can do this year. So obviously, we're both gonna have the same number one now. One guy left: the man, the myth, the legend, Patty Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think he's basically the undisputed best quarterback in the league. Um, when you look what he was able to do a season ago, his first fully healthy season, throw for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Win the MVP. He's able to win Super Bowl MVP this year. Lead his team to the Super Bowl. Take the win. Um, here's my pick for MVP. Offensive Player of the Year. Fantasy Player of the Year. He is just an amazing player. Generational talent. Absolutely. He has potential to be one of the all-time great quarterbacks, if not the greatest of all time. I can't say that he will be the greatest of all time, but I can say that I, I'm pretty confident he will be in that conversation. Um, Patrick is just... Chiefs could be the next great dynasty that we see. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in this league, in my opinion. So that's that's really all there is to say. So yeah, you uh you uh, you assumed that I was going to have Patrick Mahomes number one because that's what I would think. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> there's there's no question to 
to Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback in the NFL. Number I one think there's a Devlin Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, g- give me some duck. You know, it. You know, I think he's going to be the cornerstone of the the Chiefs dynasty. I'm not going to say they're going to be a dynasty just yet. They're going to win multiple Super Bowls in the next. I had them winning the Super Bowl this year against, as you previously stated, the the Seahawks. So we'll we'll have to see how it turns out. But our lists were actually quite a bit different. So I'm they, for the first. They weren't. I, that was surprising, as as our records were kind of similar. But I guess we'll give a little re- rundown, a little recap. So Patty Mahomes number one for me. Russell Wilson two. Lamar Jackson three. Deshaun Watson number four. Drew Brees number five. Carson Wentz number six. Um, Aaron Rodgers number seven. Tom Brady, number eight, Dak Prescott, number nine, and Matt Ryan, number 10. So my number one was obviously Patrick Mahomes, as I just stated. Then at two, Russell Wilson, number three, A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers, number th- oh, wait, number three, I had Lamar Jackson, sorry. <laughs> I had Lamar Jackson at three, A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers at four, Deshaun Watson at five, Drew Brees at six, Big Ben Roethlisberger at seven, Matthew Stafford, eight, Carson Wentz, nine, and Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, number 10. Yeah, sorry, actually. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, to switch in between, I, I don't blame you. But uh, it is nice to have a little bit of different things. As you see, our, our playoff brackets were, were kind of similar. The record predictions were kind of similar. We got we, we got pretty similar views. The award predictions the award predictions are actually fairly different, I'd say, that which surprised me a little bit. Um, and the top tens, I assume, are going to be pretty different going forward. The quarterbacks was the one that I was going to say would probably be pretty similar. But, but moving forward, I think – I think all of our lists should be at least relatively different. So, which which is good, you know, get a little bit of variety in there. But uh, I like the series. I don't know. Maybe when we get to like offensive line, then that's where things might get a little bit dicey with uh, ranking. So I know you. Uh, we like neither of us. I mean, I don't know that many offensive linemen. I know you. You obviously know more than I do. But I was thinking maybe we just rank um, offensive line by team, since we don't know players as much and. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive lineman doesn't make as much difference like if there's only one good player so maybe we yeah. should just do by yeah i can be cool doing it by team i'd be cool doing it when if just positionless offensive line then where you don't take best center right guard left guard and stuff and you just go like offensive like the straight best lineman as a whole would be good you know anything off of the line if you want to scrap it i mean i wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to scrap it i guess but either one of those would be um yeah. i think we'll will be fairly different on basically everything going forward here. Maybe you get to something like outs, middle linebacker, outside linebacker, defensive end, maybe stuff like that is is where, you know, we might get a little bit more similar. But I think I think when you get to like the receivers and the tight ends and the running backs, we'll definitely have a lot of variety in that because it's all kind of preference when it comes to that in, in all honesty. Yeah, and I'm, I wasn't really sure how we were doing this. Like when it comes, I don't know, I, I texted you and you asked me, I was like, are we doing this by player next? Like how well we think they're going to do next year or how they are right now or like something like that. And I know a lot of my things had to do with how good I think like their team is, could be next year and, mm-hmm. and stuff like oh, that. Y- so. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I did it by how good they are right now, but it also boils down to the situation there. Cause I think Kyler Murray next year is going to propel himself into the top five, but I didn't put him in the top five because he's not there right now. Yeah, I get like that. I, I think the situation is good right now, which is I could have put him in honorable mentions because of situationally he's got a pretty good situation down there in Arizona. But um, like Tom Brady, I mentioned the situation he's in right now. Obviously, next season I said he could vault up to to close to the top five, but I think the position he's in brings him up a little bit. But 
I'm not going to say I think he's going to do way better in this, which is why I'm boosting him up to the number two spot or something crazy like that. Yeah. I think quarterback is definitely the most objective. It just depends, like, what you prioritize when it comes to stats or leadership abilities. I know when it comes to me, I just, like, winning is a big thing. But then I also put Matthew Stafford in, in, in there and, you know. Yeah, you see, like, with our rankings of Aaron Rodgers, kind of the different values that we have when it comes to the rankings, so. <laughs> so I know. Like, I, I had to do, like, a balancing act. And when it comes to, like, talent, obviously, like, Patrick Mullins has won a lot. He's extremely talented. Um, you know, he's a good leader. And then Russell Wilson is, might be, is like, a little bit less talented. They're talented in different ways, but they're basically the same leader. Um, he's been in the league longer, so obviously he's lost more, but, um, you know, and that's, yeah, like, yeah. I did, like, this is a balancing act, and that's why I think Matthew Stafford is extremely talented, and even though he's in a rough situation, well, he's not in a terribly rough situation. I guess I didn't mention that situation-wise. I also balance that in there, because that's dependent mm-hmm. on the success. Running backs, there's a lot more running backs, obviously, um, so I think it could be, it, we have, a, like, a wide variety of options that we could have for our top ten. Um, running back next week. Um, yeah, there's definitely going to be some tough cuts when it comes to the running backs next week. I'll tell you that. I don't think I'm any as much as I like James Conner. I don't even think he's going to make my honorable mentions. <laughs> no, he probably won't make mine. I know for quarterbacks, I like I had once in the top ten, even though he is more injury prone, and no one else was extremely injury prone. When it comes to running backs, if you're injury prone, you're kind of like you're already out. Like that's what like James Conner. Yeah. He's, he's super good, but he just doesn't play enough. So. I'm, I'm still looking at a guy. I think I'll probably end up putting Todd Gurley in my top 10, even though he's a little bit injury-prone. But, you know, injury-prone is definitely a lot bigger of a deal in running backs when it, than it is in quarterbacks. I think we can all confidently say that. Yeah, definitely. But <laughs> I, like the, I like the rankings. Jimmy G, for me, was the toughest of, of the cuts I had to make. I think you could put him in the number 10 spot instead of Matt Ryan in mine. But I really am happy with my list. Um, this is what I'm sticking with. I've been in the top five for me has been set since the day after the Super Bowl. Um, pretty much been set my top five. I just had to think of the six through ten. <laughs> think of that order, but um, I like my list. I'm sticking with it. I think it's perfect list, in my opinion. Obviously, you don't think the same, but... I mean, I think I think your list is very accurate. It's just <laughs> for your... Um, yeah, it's just like you said, preference. I, mean, <laughs> I think, it, yeah, it, it just depends. And your list is accurate in different ways, and my list might be accurate in different ways as well. I think I'm going to get sauced on in the Instagram comments for not having Tom Brady in the top 10, but, you know. You got sauced on last week with our award predictions. Yeah, like, we have, yeah, we don't, we have, like, 12 followers, but, like, all, like, everyone decided to comment and tell me that Jerry Judy isn't going to win the Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> yeah. I was, I didn't even realize it until afterwards when I was looking through our predictions and stuff, that you had uh, Von Miller, Jerry Judy, and Vic Fangio winning awards, so, like, yeah, your Denver yeah. team... Your Denver team is like Super Bowl contender. I they they didn't make it in the playoffs, and then I I can't remember how far they went. I know I yeah I didn't realize how many players from the um the Broncos actually did win win things, but I don't think I think Nick Fangio, I think Cliff Kingsbury. That's gonna be really close because mm-hmm. I think they like mm-hmm. their voting. But I don't think Von Miller and Jerry Judy were incredibly terrible when it comes. I to think the I don't I like I I didn't like dislike the Judy pick. I don't like. I think that was a, a pretty solid pick. He was a guy that just got left off my overmention. Von Miller was. I'm not gonna say it was a terrible pick. It was a little out in left field, in my opinion. 
But, I mean, obviously he was a guy that was defensive player of the year in the past, and it's not crazy to think he could return to form with a better cast around him. Yeah, I mean, I see it. Like, I know those predictions, I like if I was going to redo them, I'd definitely make a couple changes. I don't know if I'd give it to Von Miller still. I'd still definitely keep Jerry Judy, and I don't know if I'd give it to – I am I think Jerry Judy is definitely going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's like – I know you were a firm believer in Tua. I'm a firm believer in Jerry Judy. I thought Jerry Judy was going to get picked really high. I thought he was going to get picked by the Jaguars in my mock. I didn't make a full mock draft. I just like kind of skipped around. Um, but I thought Jerry Judy was going to go much higher. I made my full first round mock draft. I showed you before, obviously, this yeah. podcast existed or anything. I got I got 10 picks right out of the 32, which wasn't amazing, but I'll take it. I obviously got I got Burrow, Chase Young, and Okuda, the first three. I got Tua and Justin Herbert correct. I got Jerry Judy correct. I got Austin Jackson correct, I think. And Jordan Love, I think, were, were all the ones. Unless I'm missing any. It was, I know, I remember seeing your, your mock oh, draft. Oh, Mackay Beckton. Mackay Beckton. Sorry. So I remember seeing your mock draft at first. You sent it to me maybe like a day early. I can't really remember. I was like, that's crazy. I really like, I feel like Jordan Love could go in the first round. And then you like, you like sent it, you sent me like the screenshot back and was like, LOL, had to make a change. I like Joe. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. think Jordan first round. I forgot about Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And then like, I was like, oh, that's, kind of, I don't, I don't think I said it, but I was like, like really to the Packers? That seems like an interesting choice. But obviously it was a very uh, intelligent pick there because it turned out being true. It just came down to me about they drafted Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was still there. When they started to see a little bit of decline in Brett Favre, they drafted his replacement, I think. They had an opportunity to draft another project player, and I saw I saw him pulling the trigger, and they did. They actually traded up for him, which was not in my mock draft. But he went to the same team, so I counted as a correct pick because I'm not going to predict all the movement because that would just be ridiculous. There's no way I would ever predict it. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. But I know um, – what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't think that I really if you, okay, this is what I'm thinking. If you would have told me that Jerry um, Jordan Love was gonna get picked by the the Packers in the draft, I would have been like, Oh wow, that's crazy and like tagged bad Instagram opinions or something. <laughs> crazy. You know. Maybe it'll turn out to be true though. That's clapped <laughs> back at you and sent you a screenshot of that and put it on my story and said, Ooh, look who's stupid, Jordan Love to the Packers. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good take though, I'll I'll admit. I my mock drafts i know my Steeler mock draft i didn't do one this year i did one last year and it didn't turn out i think i got i don't think i got a senior a single uh single who one you, right who did you have in the first round for last it was la- last year so i didn't do this year last year i had us picking deandre yeah. baker so okay um, yeah last year you couldn't really predict when you could not predict who they were going to get when you think they're having like whatever 20 20th pick or whatever and they actually yeah. bump up to the 10th so you you, you you can't predict that yeah i didn't think that the second round, I think I, I had us picking. Um, we didn't have a second round pick, I don't think, last year, but the basically second round. <laughs> it's like the second pick we had. I think I had us picking that that safety that from the Rams. Um, Taylor Rapp. Yeah, I had us picking Taylor Rapp. He yeah, didn't fall. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think if, if he would have been there, the Steelers probably would have picked him. <laughs> so that's close enough. I didn't enough. do a Steelers mock. This is the first time I've done a mock draft. I predicted who I thought was we were going to take first round. And like usually while I'm watching it, Usually I'll watch it if, like, somebody, like, either a friend or my mom would watch it. When I'm, a couple years back, I watched it on the stuff. And I usually be like, yeah, they're gonna, I bet they're taking this guy. But um, I wanted, I love, obviously, to say I will not hear a single piece of slander for Devin Bush. Um, it was an absolutely amazing first-round pick. Um, yeah. They, I, 
I can't think of a single like bad word, bad thing that I can say about Devin Bush. He's just he's been great in coverage. He's a great tackler. I, obviously, he didn't get the opportunity to pass rush very often, but when he did, he made the most of it. Um, he lost very talented kid. Very very talented. Oh, he he did moss Mark Andrews, uh, all star Pro Bowl uh, alternate. Sadly, he didn't make it. He was he was on the list to make it after, with an injury, but he did not. Sadly. But you could definitely see him see him take a a big step and be a Pro Bowler next year easily. Yeah, yeah. I my mock draft wasn't very good, but this year I'm gonna like I'm gonna put in a lot of research for for a good mock draft. Maybe we got to do a before the um the draft next year if we're still deciding to do the show, <clears throat> which it might happen. Who knows? Um, the future is hard to to see. Obviously, when with school starts, I don't think we'll be able to to upload as much as we do now, but. You know, we'll, we'll see. That's that's so far away in the future, so we don't need to talk about that now on the show. We can talk about that whenever the fall comes around if we have to. Um, but I'm gonna look. I'm gonna research a lot, and I definitely think that'd be cool if we did a mock draft show. Um, I usually don't do too much research until like a couple of days beforehand, and I'll start. I I listen to Coward as as I've met any time, and he does has some guys to bring on. I know the big name prospects. I'll go listen to some some Bucky Brooks and, and Daniel Jeremiah podcasts and this and that and kind of look at their mock drafts, see what they've got going on, and they'll give me some rundown of the players. And after I get the rundown of the who's who, I'll my mock. So, um, yeah, a lot of times I just read articles and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be cool. So I think probably most of our listeners are, are Steeler fans because we talk about them the most. If they're not, then I will. But I think it'll be, we should do, like, a first-round mock draft. And then just do like the rest of the Steelers picks, like at least top picks, at least. If that's the demographic, we'll have to see. I, I think our, our show will definitely be larger by then, though. So if you follow the Colton and Joe show, periods in between each of them, you can see uh, we'll put a poll on there at some point in the <laughs> in the future, far in the future, because the drive is a long way away. But um, we, we will we'll, we'll put that on there, see who's. Look at the basic rundown whenever we get a, a good bit of people on Instagram, whenever that may be. But we'll have the top tens of our quarterbacks on there uh, soon after this this video, soon after this podcast comes out. And as we get, we'll, we'll continue to post those. We're going to be doing running back running backs next week, so that should be a more volatile one than the quarterbacks. I'm sure we'll have very different lists going forward and stuff like that. Yeah, I would definitely. I, th- I think our, I think like pretty much every um, list, like the top four or five, will be pretty similar, and then like mm-hmm. there down is probably going to be pretty different. Like that was like what it was for this list. Pretty much everyone can agree who the top quarterbacks are, but when it comes down to like who's like the seventh best quarterback or like who's the tenth best quarterback, yeah. then you a lot more thought. When you because... when you get to like your eight through ten versus an honorable mentions of somebody else, that's where I think it's a little dicey and, and it's mixed up a little bit. Yeah, because you have Brady at eight, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. So, yeah, I have Brady as an honorable mention. So, like, that's not really that different. I know, like I said, if this was, like, a top 15 quarterbacks, I'd probably have Brady at 11. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe Matt Ryan at 11. I don't know. But that's, um like, I don't think three, you know, three or four spots, three three spots. Um, I guess four spots, actually. But That's not the craziest. Can yeah, I look just, at Dak is my number nine, and he's not on your list. Stafford is your number eight, and he's not on my list. Neither of those guys are even on the other one's honorable mentions. That stuff is that's a pretty big gap. But obviously, that's what's going to happen when you when you rank stuff like this. That's a lot, uh, very highly opinionated. So yeah, I think this will be interesting. Now, 
it's definitely gonna add a little bit more variety like because yeah our record predictions were very similar our playoffs were like pretty pretty similar especially in the i know our afc side we had different super bowl contenders i mean different super bowl uh teams that went there um the nfc was pretty similar we both had the same super bowl team how they got there was a little bit different um I know I had the Cowboys going out in the first round to the seventh seed Panthers. That's kind yeah, of I didn't, I didn't even have the Cowboys in the playoffs, and they were your number two seed. So you know, but it, they ended up the same way. Like we, yeah, in general, yeah. it's so. not crazy to say that the Cowboys go. I don't remember like twelve and four or eleven and five, whatever you said. That's not a crazy right. thought. I just had them like maybe like just a few wins under that, which in the NFC, you know, you know how that can turn out. Yeah, but yeah, this will be an interesting series, though. I think our, our this week this show like. Compared to our prediction series, our predictions kind of came out pretty quick, and then we were just kind of chilling for like a half an hour, just talking about something random. The yeah, show we might a little, a little bit more on, on task per se, because I know this is an hour and nine minutes at the moment, and um, you know we're that's still still talking sports and we're still having a good time. Yep, as always, that's that's kind of the main thing. You know, as long as we have a good time, I think the the listeners will have a good time. Everyone likes to listen to a good. Oh, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You couldn't have said it better. But mm-hmm. it was good. A good episode today. We got some. We got our our predictions in, and that's uh, chilled out with the boys. So that's all you mm-hmm. can ever ask. Never ask for. I I don't know how long it's gonna take before uh, some sort of NFL player will wanna come on the show. I know I'm still sending out a couple of DMs every every once in a while if I think of a new player. Eli Rogers. It was my main target. That's the person I think I've sent two DMs to. And I love Eli Rogers. As I've expressed before, he is probably my. My third favorite receiver in Steelers in my Steelers in my time of watching Steelers. So Yeah. It's it's interesting, you know. I say the lot, it's interesting, but I think it's yeah, it's cool to see uh just like we're two kind of normal guys. We're not we don't have big connections and top spots. I mean, maybe you do, your personal friends with Ben Roethlisberger oh. and Joe. <laughs> yeah. I don't I do not have connections in any field of the sort, so uh, yeah, but you know, it, I think it'll be cool to see the progression as we hopefully become someone that, that people would like. It would, you know, Eli Rogers maybe want to come on the show, maybe some Colby Hamilton. Could be, dope. Could be dope. Could be dope. We'll see if we, hopefully, I've been, I'm tagging all the guys in our predictions now, so maybe we'll get a like from my maybe. man, Patty Mahomes, or your man, Russell Wilson, for the MVP votes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, maybe um maybe one of these days we'll, we'll get some Vinny Will on the show. Vince Williams is obviously a... Yeah in the, the locker room and he could talk about how cool it was to be on the show and how how cool guys were talked to maybe get some Minka Fitzpatrick some Ryan Shazier oh my goodness I'd oh my goodness I'd, I'd cry Ryan. if we got Ryan <laughs> well, my all-time favorite yeah one, one of these days I know that this will be after obviously we have some some uh like show I mean not some standard I was gonna say some standard to our show we're gonna have some structure to our show for quite maybe two or three or four weeks now. I don't know, depending on how many episodes we put out. Um, before that, I'd like, I think we should make a, an episode where, like, top ten favorite Steeler players of all time or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that could definitely that could definitely be good. Obviously, at least my list is going to be a lot of guys because I have only been watching the Steelers since I believe it was 2015 when we went 10-6 and made it into the playoffs and yeah. ended up beating Denver. and then lost, Or, no, we didn't beat Denver. We beat Kansas City and lost to Denver. That was their Super Bowl year. So um, that was my first year watching. Most of my guys are going to come from there. We're going to have some outliers. You know, maybe I'll throw TP, Troy Polamalu in there. Maybe a guy like James Harrison or, or maybe one of the older guys, Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, and Jack Ham are two guys that my family is just overall. My grandparents, 
are in love with Mean Joe Green, Jack Ham, Jack Lambert. My mom is in love with Heinz Award. My dad doesn't really care. <laughs> um, yeah, I de- I definitely Joe Mean Joe Green and Rocky Blyer are like the only two older players I really like because I've like I've heard about them. I have watched mm-hmm. like the Joe Mean Joe Green, a football life thirty for thirty documentary thing. Yeah, I've read a good bit of Rocky Blyer's Fighting Back book. I'm fighting I'm fighting through a book. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I know we'll, we'll talk about reading on the show a couple of times, how neither of us are extremely big into reading. So I'm trying to stay focused. It's a good show. It's very inspirational. Um, those are like the only two players I really know much about. I know Franco Harris is a cool guy because, mm-hmm. you know, he's like on the news and stuff like you hear about. One might even things. say an immaculate guy. <laughs> One catching, might say. Catching the drift. I guess. I'd, I'd probably put Rod Woodhead maybe, actually. I like him. I don't really remember him that much. He was never a player I really cared. Yeah, he's, obviously, he did not play anywhere near our time. But he's a guy that I've I've seen, you know, made a little bit of highlights of, and he's just someone that I've, for whatever reason, he's just a guy that I've... Yeah, he, he was a cool guy. I've seen some highlights of him. Just, like, especially in, like, the heat of, of quarantine, I just, like, look up Steeler highlights and just watch old games. Not even, like, not whole games a lot of time. I didn't watch a lot of whole Steeler games, but I'd watch, like, just highlights, player highlights and stuff. Um, and... That was definitely a player I saw two or three videos about. He was a great player. Mm. Mel Blunt, Mel Blunt, not talked about enough as a as a like no, an insanely good. No, he's not. He's not. I, I don't see him talked about in like Steelers history, but then I look on like NFL.com and he's like ranked in the top five corners, like yeah. all time teams and listen to that. But yeah, we all know, as I've expressed many times, my number one will be my main man, Antonio Brown. Still, I still have a large plenty of Brown. If you're listening to this, Antonio Brown, I still love. Him. Yes. Definitely. I, I definitely put him high, too. I know his, his ending, him and James Harrison's, like, when how the way they left, will put a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. But I'm definitely going to get, I have like, pretty much already over James Harrison. Um, and I'm getting over Antonio Brown. Like, time heals yeah. all wounds. It's like, for me, it'd be nice to see him back in the league because I love the player. And it'd be nice to see him back. But then also, it's like, if he goes, if he's, if he doesn't come back, then it's like, He's a Steeler in your memory forever. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler, but I yeah. do want him. To, I want him to to put up those stats and solidify himself as one of the all time great wide receivers. I mean, I think he's top twenty five of all time right now. I think we probably agree with that. But I just want to see him solidify himself as a top ten receiver in in NFL history. Without yeah. without anything more to him, I think maybe it's a little bit of bias, but I say he's the number one receiver in Steelers history. A lot of people still say Heinz Ward. It's close. Oh. I give it to AB. It's probably a little bit of bias, buy-in, uh, bias, but I love AB. You look at what he's able, been able to do with, with a lot less catches and, and less seasons, but love my man, got to say. I know this is just kind of out of the blue, but um, so I don't know if your family does this. We just have like a Christmas, not Christmas ornaments, but like Christmas decorations and stuff. Um, and like that's just an example. You just, you know, you just wrap up those things in old newspapers and stuff so they don't mm-hmm. crash against each other, each other and like break. Um like, we do that with, like, just glass stuff. That yeah. makes sense. I don't know if you do that or not. Yeah, um, yeah, we either, so, so we were cleaning up today. Um, we might, Like, I don't know. can't remember what. It might have been, like, old plates or something. It just seems to have slipped my mind. But we, so there's these old sports section newspaper articles. And one was about Heinz Ward, like, being on Dancing with the Stars. So I knew he was da- on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's always cool. So was Antonio stuff. Brown. He was. That's true, yes. That was when but, I. That was the one season I watched all of all, all of Dancing with the Stars was when Antonio Brown was on. He made it far. He didn't win, but he made it pretty far. Wasn't Antonio Brown on like the mass on the mass singer? 
show. Yeah, he was on the Mass Senior too. I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't watch that either. I think he got out in the first round, if I remember no, correctly. Beats me. But I think Heinz Ward did win Dancing with the Stars, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure he won. I know um, when he retired, he mentioned that he was like, "I want to thank," because I know his retirement speech was super emotional, as as most players that have played in the league for a long time and mm-hmm. were beloved fans. Um, he was like, he like, he was like, "I want to thank the fans for like supporting me through all my my career and Dancing with the Stars and like the ups and downs." <laughs> my st- stats and stuff i don't can't remember, <laughs> I remember it was kind of, yeah i, I kind of chuckled a little but bit i remember i would always when ab was on the team i would jokingly I, I would always send my mom these little articles of why antonio brown is better than heinz ward and i'd always send her that and she'd always be like but but did he win dancing with the stars no he did not and then always be always always does this like that but i know I, um i love ab still i yeah i i do 10 i do like ab I, i'll probably put him at three i don't I don't know if I'd put him above Heinz Ward. I, I'll i see. Top two. One, okay, well, if I put Antonio Brown at three, Troy is definitely one. Troy Polamalu, I saw him. Like, he was his main prime. I was just a little bit too young. I remember that a lot. I remember him when he was older, and he was still a great player. I always loved Troy. I have, I think I have two Troy Polamalu jerseys and two Ben Roethlisberger j- jerseys. Big, Big Ben is definitely two. And um, if I put A.B. at four, then uh, Heinz is at five. Or if I put Hive if I put Heinz at four, then AB is at five. I saw a lot more of AB, and that that leads me to like him a little bit more. But the way he left kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth. So yeah, it's it put a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. But just when I rewatch old game highlights and just see just what AB was able to do on a game to game basis, I just am marveled. Yeah. Um. So I know this is another random thing. I saw this. I I was like also saw another sports article, and it was like recapping the 2011 draft and. I sadly enough, I didn't actually get to see their their input on the Cameron Hayward first pick, but like the little bit snippet I saw, it was like Cam Hayward will man the line with Ziggy Hood as the defensive line of the lineman of the future or something. I really wanted to see if it would be a bust. I don't. I know he's out of the Ohio State University. Yeah, I think at the time he was kind of considered a reach, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I feel I like so. I remember my um, man Chris Carter on the Locked On Steelers podcast talking about. They had, like, there's three years of Cam Hayward, David DeCastro, and Marquise Pouncey. They were all three kind of considered reaches. And yeah. we obviously, all three of them were major hits, so. Yeah. All David right. DeCastro, I know I saw, talk about this a lot, a lot of underrated players. David DeCastro, the, he didn't even make the NFL 100 if I, last year, right? I think you said that before. Um, I think he, I don't, I think he did. Maybe. Uh, either way, mistaken, he's but. the most underappreciated Steeler player, I think. No one, if the Steelers did not have David DeCastro, the offensive line would be a lot worse. His PFF mm-hmm. grade is always mm-hmm. through the real. I think like, he was our best player on offense this year. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he let up like one sack in the past three years. I think it was to Aaron Donald um, or, or some like extremely good offense, um, defensive player. So yeah. you can't ask more from a, from a offensive always, lineman. The question I've always asked myself is if I wasn't a Steelers fan, how many of these guys would I really know? Because it's like, if I wasn't a Steelers fan, like, Maybe I would appreciate David DeCastro. I'd still know he's good. Maybe I would. I probably not, wouldn't even know he's Stephon too. To be fair, yeah, I probably I, I, wouldn't know. I definitely would not know a guy like Vince Jones. I might. I might not know Bud Dupree for all I you know. I, like, Bud Dupree got some talk because of um his tag. tag and stuff. Yeah, I probably wouldn't know Steve Nelson. I definitely wouldn't know Mike Hilton. Or Eli, would you like? I'm at like Eli Rogers. Eli Rogers is definitely in my top ten favorite Steelers players oh, of all time. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's in my top 10 Steelers players of all time, and I guarantee I would have. You know, I, I might have actually known. I'm pretty good when it comes to receivers and stuff, just from fantasy and taking my sporkle quizzes and this and that. I, I know a lot of the receivers. But defensively, that's where it gets tough for me. Yeah, me too. When it's it comes to me that you sent me that article um, that was like predictions for the Steelers, and they put Daniel McCullers as like <laughs> of the year or something. That was interesting, that was, and he's a guy be- that both of us have expressed might not even make the roster. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, when you don't watch this, and that wasn't the Steelers' account, and obviously, when you don't watch the Steelers religiously, as we do, and keep up with their every move, you you might not know about the actual production of Daniel McCullers and, and the feeling around Pittsburgh about him. So I, I don't blame him. It would be Daniel unexpected, must like, I must. I don't, like, in particular dislike <laughs> David. Daniel I don't McCullers. dislike Daniel McCullers I, as a like I don't know anything about him, but I will say that he's not been an impact player whatsoever. And there's as of now, there's nothing that I've seen from Daniel McCullers that says he this guy has potential. I, I think he's humongous, and you're not going <laughs> to run through him. Yeah, I think I think he recorded once, like maybe he recorded like a half a sack, and it was just because he just like backed some like, offensive. He just fell on top of somebody. Like T.J. Yeah. Watt had him wrapped up or something. McCullers came in and fell forward. Yeah. Daniel, yeah, Daniel, Daniel, uh, Daniel McCullers has like struggled to get playing time, let alone be an impact player. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. But I'm pretty sure it had Carlos Davis as the defensive rookie of the year. Um, honestly, yeah, I did see him. He's another guy that might not make it the roster, but I have Alex Highsmith as my DPA person. Yeah, I definitely put Alex Highsmith as well because he's like the new um, Anthony. Uh, I personally think Alex Highsmith is our edge rusher of the future as, alongside TJ. Because sadly, as much as an if, if an impact player Dupree has been this season, I don't think I think the price tag for him is going to get a little too hefty once he decides that, you know, I don't want to play on the franchise tag again. So, or maybe they want to keep that for a guy like Juju, James Conner, maybe potentially, or Vance McDonald. You know, we we don't really know. Yeah, I I agree. I, yeah, I do like Bud Dupree. I had mixed emotions at the beginning of the year, but he did become quite a big person, big part of that defense. A lot of pressures, the highest sack numbers of his career. And it's not even close, you know. Yeah. But I, they, switched him, they switched what side of the, the line he was on, and that was a big deal. He's a big deal for both parties. That was a win-win scenario for him and TJ. Yeah, and TJ Watt, like, played... Um, he switched from right to left in that Yeah, in, like, a year or so. So, I, yeah, he played well. I don't Hopefully, they would like. Hopefully, he can get resigned. But I don't, he's not. I don't think he's going to take a big pay cut. He's going to get paid. Um, He'll get his bad. The young, rightfully so. It's you know we'll see. The one player that I thought was um, was someone I know I was looking at the beginning of the year like just for fun. I I, I was writing a <clears throat> a Steeler article. I sent it to you. It was like mm-hmm. the day of our Steelers part two, and I was just like yeah. doing some research for fun. And I knew I saw that um, Javon Hargrave was going to get paid like. Really, <laughs> he got he got paid a little bit more than that website projected, um, but I did not think I thought that website was wrong. First, uh, he's the <laughs> highest paid nose tackle in the league. I think he, he's he's a great nose tackle though. I, the the Steelers utilize him in the right manner. He's like they he's did, I know did. not a he's not going to be a big sack guy. He's going to be good at rack, wrapping up the uh, the run support. He'll get pressure and uh, grave digger. He'll he'll get some sacks. You know he's. You know, he, I'm thinking it'd be great alongside uh, Fletcher Cox now in Philly. Yeah. So um, I I feel like I heard this somewhere about Javon, um, not Javon Hargrave, 
Jadeveon Clowney to the Eagles. I don't know what their cap situation is in the moment, but I wouldn't think they have enough money to pay him. Me neither, but I don't. I also don't think they don't because they had to get rid of Malcolm Jenkins in order to slay. Grant Darius Slate does have a pretty big contract, but they're probably not going to be able to throw a big bag at Jadavion Clowney like it's like Tennessee or Seattle can. Uh, yeah, I, I see him going to one of those. Two. But this has been a good show, and I, been, uh, I hope it has been. It's been a great job, and I wanted to give a big old shout out to my man, my co-host Colton. He's been doing all the graphics on the, uh, the Instagram account, and I offered to do it, and he was like. He, he was like, you edit the audio, so it's the least I can do, and it means it means yeah, a lot. Yeah, I give a big shout-out to my to my co-host, Joseph O'Connell, as obviously <laughs> he does the, the toughest of work. He, he's the one that, that edits the shows and really does all of the stuff that you guys see to make the show better than it would be if you're just staring at us two on the screen Skyping. So obviously he got everything set up with, with the podcast hosting platform and, and getting us all on all these different platforms. I, I give a big shout-out to him. He's the driving force behind this and he does all the, the nitty-gritty of the work that we'll see mm-hmm. i would make a good team now you know you gotta admit we ha- we both have our, our our things i think i think your takes are commonly better and more accurate than me in uh if this was just the colton show i think i think uh people would still listen but that interesting <laughs> i add my aspect to the show and i add a a little bit of someone you know Maybe add a little bit of humor from time to time. I don't yeah, I'm not that commonly enough for people to listen to just me. I'll tell you that. But uh, I think I think test. every oh, I, we, we tap the the camera. You can't see that, but we tap the camera with our our water. So I might so, maybe I'll, I might actually just uh go ahead and try and put the show on on the YouTube since it's the first start of our prediction series. Maybe we'll just start the YouTube listeners if they if they're if they're out there. Just saw us. Let's give a nice toast to one. If I decide, I know I've been talking about it for a while. It's a little bit harder than I expected. Yeah. Oh, I was coughing a little bit there. My sister just kind of just like messes around in the back, and she just kind of like walks in my room. So that's the the part. Um, I don't know if we should put that in there. I can't really just cut out the part my sister's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll be YouTube famous. Maybe. I mean, there was a. I know. Oh, I, I don't know if I should really put this one on YouTube. I know you. I saw your buddy walking around in the back. Yeah, my, my buddy's here uh, uh, at my house. So he, he walked back back and forth across the camera a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't care. But, I mean, if, you have to ask him if he cares. He doesn't care. I'll tell you that. Okay. Uh, my sister just said she cares if she's uh, on YouTube. So, I guess well, it's not, not going to be this episode. Maybe she decides. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sucks Where to be you. you? Uh, oh. report, the, report the video. I, I dare you. it's cool i know i think i think there's interesting um parts of a video i know you can you'll be able to see our facial uh reactions you you say pretty professional sometimes i i chuckle because um your your pics are interesting i don't like sometimes i just like yeah i just smile and chuckle at your um your takes and then i'm sitting in that chair my legs are going all over the place and i'm bringing my knees up here and (laughs) this and that yeah I, I stretch out a little bit from time to time as well. Put my arm over here and move it around. Or I don't do much with my legs, but, uh, you know, it's, it works out, you know. We have a pretty cool setup. I think the audio quality gets better from time to time. Um, I think the quality of our shows goes up. I think we talk about more interesting things. Obviously, we've had some structure when it comes to the prediction series, and now we have the top ten series. So We do, we do. So it's been a good episode. It's been a good week. Have a good Signing weekend, up. Joe. Have a good weekend. Anybody that they could be listening, and I intend on having a good weekend myself. So, uh, yeah. 
from here to yes. the show, we got to say, juice.